<laughs> I'm really excited for the topic we're going to talk about today, fear versus love, because it's like a topic as old as time, right? It's always relevant, and it's relevant in every single aspect of our lives. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes. Um, so, you had a I, quote? Yeah, I do have a quote. Uh, there's this amazing author. His name is Dr. Miguel Ruiz. And he has a very famous book called Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I'm reading right now. This is a Spanish version of this other book that he wrote. And I will read the name in Spanish because I'm not sure of the translation. But it's called in Spanish is La Maestría del Amor. And it's and would be translated in my own words, the mastery of love. Yeah, and that is what it is. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, yes, uh, I do wanted to talk about this topic because it's sneaky. Fear is so sneaky. And the, especially in relationships, it can be such a venom, right? It can mm-hmm. really poison our intentions, our acts how we talk to each other so I do want to explore this and you know always constantly invite myself and others to to first of all just realize when when the fear is in action and Mm. so we can try to shift it around so the quote and again I'm translating the first part that I was like wow is he's saying that in regular relationships uh, regular relationships are guided 95% by fear and 5% by love. And he says that, you know, the, the couples that are doing better are going to be still guided by 60% fear and 40% love, which this will still mean that it they're guided mostly by fear, right? Wow. When you first read that quote, you're like, Wow. <laughs> that's pretty pretty big percentage and we want to think like oh I'm probably you know on the 50-50 maybe right but then you- like you would think that, that that how could that really be true like if you haven't explored where your actions are stemming from and the way you are with somebody it could seem like a lot of the ways that you are are coming from a place of love Yes, it, most it can definitely. feel like that's not my relationship, but when you take a deeper look, <laughs> yes. Um, and for for this, I'm gonna go just a tiny bit off topic because I read the book, and I don't know if anybody out there's heard of it. I really recommend it. It also helps you be more in your heart. But it's a com- complaint-free world, and it invites you to this challenge to do. I think it's 28 days or 21 days to go without complaining, uh, criticizing, or judging. I believe these are the three things. Uh, When I first heard of the challenge, I was like, oh, of course, I'm so positive. You know, this is going to be so easy. I don't think it was not easy, first of all. It made you realize how much you complain more than. I tried to do it, too. I think I, I like I think after a week of like feeling like a huge failure every day (laughs) I was just like no I don't think this is healthy for me to be that aware (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty pretty amazing to me you know like um I don't know just realizing how much I do do it 
uh, and for little things, right? But it's just like it, it keeps us in a vibration of of victims. Totally. Or <laughs> or of being better than. Yes. Yes. Which which yeah, it doesn't serve us at the end because mm-hmm. then it just builds on our insecurities. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So I do. You know. My first reaction, like anybody else's, was like, nah, I'm probably the good one. But then it goes on to kind of give a couple examples of what fear versus love does. Mm-hmm. And, and it says that in love, there's no obligations. Fear is full of obligations. In the road to love, sorry, in the road to fear, all the reasons why we do something is because we have to. And he compares it to, to the road for love is you're doing things because you want to. Mm-hmm. But then he's saying we do all the things that we feel like there are obligations and that we have to. And then we expect others to do the same, to do the things that they have to and they're obligated to. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't happen, this is when suffering happens. And I, one of my partners, um, he's really really good with being clean and really being neat and he suffers so much because we cannot we don't we don't level to his level of how neat and clean he is and organized and he suffers a lot and I was you know when he suffers that much it almost feels like out of place to me but then reading this and then realizing in the places where I have those expectations of like well and I'll tell you which, which which ones are my expectations, right? I I try to stay as balanced and positive as I can, you know, not to get triggered and try to be there for the people that I love it with, like, good spirits, right? Like, happy and, like, loving. And then when I don't get that in return, it really triggers me. But I hadn't, I hadn't put the two and two together, right? Because it feels like my reason is more honorable than his. But it's not. <laughs> I'm still holding someone else to to what I do for them and now you need to do it, right? And maybe it's because there is times when I maybe don't feel like being that positive, let me make your day better type of person, but I still do it because I have to because that's what's expected of me. Yeah. So I, yeah, just going and and introspecting in my relationships, I keep seeing, you know, how, and I feel like it it would be very interesting and I invite everyone to kind of, yeah, it's okay to see it on others, but introspect in oneself because I've often said that I believe that karma, what karma really is, is if you're doing something in the world you have accepted that it's part of, of your reality, of, of the reality that you're living. Meaning that if I sit there and hold people like, hold people to my expectations and then get disappointed because they don't meet them, then I accept it as part of my reality, right? That people are going to be disappointed on me, that people are going to hold me to certain expectations. Mm. And I feel like that's how karma works. You know, if I steal, then, I, then I'm accepting that stealing is part of life, that it needs to happen for me to survive, right? So if I, or if so, I have to lie. Uh-huh. Is it like karma is actually just the reflection of what you do? So it's like that which yeah. you do, yeah, it just reflects back onto you. 
and it's yeah yeah no I get that yeah I, I I've been having that the realization lately and especially talking about relationships we can be so judgmental of our partners right for so, sometimes for certain things like I said my when when my partner is just so upset at all of us and he just gets so angry and takes it so personal and I I don't understand it but then if I really look in my behavior I can find the same but in in my own obviously in my own way right definitely yeah I always think that when something bothers me a lot in somebody I'm like okay what's what's there that that's a part of you that you're not accepting or that maybe you haven't recognized yeah and then, of course, another one, a big one, is, you know, the no expectations, which just links perfectly with this one. But for a minute now, and by a minute, I mean maybe a couple months, I've tried to be really, really noticing when I'm holding expectations, because especially with my husband, uh, we, we said this to each other all the time, right? Whenever we get upset about something we realized it was because it was our expectation for the other person, right? Whether it was that we're going to, that I was going to be waiting for him after he got out of work or that. Oh, this happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it, and it's, it's so, it's so bad. And um, it, we really kind of like close ourselves up, right? If they meet our expectations, we're almost not even excited. It's like, yeah, we expected it. But if they don't, then it, that really creates a problem, right? Right. Um, yeah. Do you have an example? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when I would get off of my class, I would be like so excited and a really good mood. And like, let's say I had a, a bunch of things I had to carry and maybe once or a couple times before, my partner had waited for me right at the door or something, or even walked out so he could meet me at my car. And I thought that was super sweet. And, and I mean, there's so many scenarios where I expect him to do something, and he might even do it. But if he doesn't do it as quickly as I want him to do it, it's like downhill from there and then all of a sudden it went from me being super happy and excited to come home to share my experience to then I can't believe that I had to carry all that stuff from my car and he's like you text me like 30 seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I love that example <laughs> because it's almost like we give each other this traps right and totally it goes yeah is I realize this on my in myself too. It's getting upset, and then the 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 new thing that fascinates me, and it goes just hand in hand with like you know being in fear instead of in love. But it's when we make ourselves mad, and this book also amazing uh, touches on it too. But we make ourselves mad because we really believe. And it's this, this is a subconscious belief that we that I invite, again, everybody to, to introspect on. But we really believe that we get something if we get mad. And mm -hmm. this goes from being like little babies, little kids that, you know, if we didn't get our way, we like threw a tantrum. Or even like, you know, a baby that doesn't even like speak words yet. You cry and then you get held up. 
it's so it's a subconscious belief and I've been watching it on myself and I'll literally go from like you said being in a happy place excited place to being in a really dark you know angry place and maybe then it's you- like oh I'm not number one because they didn't like rush to to me <laughs> yeah no this is how I'm gonna be number it's, one <laughs> it's 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 tied to that and also to 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 yeah I feel like we do feel like we're gonna get what we want by being upset Mm -hmm. and then if your partner is in a good place centered and feels like babying us they might pull us out but if they don't then it just gets chaotic and then our our day has been ruined (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've experienced that (laughs) yeah and then not only you know, we went from like being happy and we could have just, I mean, I, I, if you think back to the example that you gave me, you could have taken two seconds and realized, okay, you're, you're throwing a tantrum, right? You're throwing a tantrum, get over it and like, you know, be happy. And then I'm sure you could have, um, I have, I have a, a wonderful example because this is, this happens in relationships a lot, I think. Uh, but I, was feeling like I wanted to get my sexy on with my partner, right? And I had it in my head that I wanted this to happen. I did not say anything to him, but I just started being kind of like sexy and like, you know, I got on top of him, was giving him more like sexy kisses than usual. And, you know, it seemed like he was just not getting the hint. Then like, you know, put my hand down his pants. He's like being loving, but not being, you know, not like grabbing my hands of like, you know, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I let it go for a little bit longer. And then it, and then I started getting worked up inside of me because I kind of really wanted him to just want it as, you know, like just kind of take those hints and in a snap, just like grab me and take me into the room. But that was not happening. <laughs> uh, and I was feeling good. And I was actually really happy that, you know, we we're spending the evening together and I was really excited to get it on with him. But I started getting upset. And then I feel like I said something that was more insinuating. And he did not grab it. Or maybe said, like, something like, oh, a little later. I don't remember. But something just, like, you know, it was the last drop. And I and I was just mad. By the time he's, like, he was just not not getting why I was so upset, right? And he he himself got upset. He's like, why? what's happening? Like, you know, we were good a minute ago, and now you're upset because I didn't make the right moves at the right time. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't even say, yeah. The argument just kept going on over, like, he said, she said, she did, he did. But at the end of the day, what it was is that I wanted him to read my mind, and he didn't. You know, I have this expectation that all it takes for me is a little bit of a you know, flirtiness, and I should, like, have him, like, take me over, and it didn't, and, oh, now, you know, <laughs> now yeah. I'm to pay, and it ruined the whole evening, you know, obviously, we didn't end up having sex, and we just kind of, like, we kind of made up a little bit, so we wouldn't go super upset to bed, but, you know, it went from being probably a sexy evening, if I had just expressed what I wanted, Mm-hmm to just me getting upset and I actually suffered quite some because I was upset for like a good hour or so trying to be right in my argument right Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I could have a 
at one point just kind of asked for what I wanted or just decided, you know, I like lose expectation, realize why you're getting upset and it's, you know, there's nothing happening. It's all in your head. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah really... sometimes I catch myself like, uh-huh. like, let's say, because the scenario that I told you about happened like at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> so by the third time, I was like, you know, something needs to be addressed here and it's on you. <laughs> no, but but really, I think like I, I catch myself knowing like, hey, you're creating this unnecessary drama. Like, you know, you don't know what he was in the middle of or whatever. But I feel like I have a hard time pulling myself out. Like, even when I can recognize mm-hmm. what I'm doing, like, okay, clearly you just want him to be all over you. Okay, you got that. He'll still do that. You can just drop it. But my emotions are so hooked that I can't consciously just shoo them away. Yeah. And I've, and I've experienced that. I feel like you know, the, my, my example of wanting to have sex with my partner or want him to want me, want me enough, right. That I wouldn't have to actually ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have had similar ones where, yeah, I get really, really hurt, really make it really personal and like make it all about how they're not attracted to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, that one's a hard one to, to snap out of it but I have I feel like maybe with certain things you need to practice with smaller with smaller events right things I don't take you emotionally so low or so angry I, I have now that I notice because you know they say noticing is the first step so mm-hmm. kudos to you and me that we're noticing when we're, <laughs> we're putting self, traps for ourselves pretty much because that's what it feels now you know like I make yeah. myself upset I probably make him upset, but it's still, I feel like I make myself more upset. You know, it lasts me longer. But, and then in the bad event that you actually do make him just as upset, it's just like, you just made somebody that you love upset. And that's another thing between fear and love, right? That I see in relationships is when we get upset, we almost want like payback from our like loved ones. It's like, no, no, no. You need to feel what I felt. Totally. You, know, you need to understand. And I, I remember it hasn't happened lately, but especially <laughs> at the beginning of my relationship with my husband, you know, like I, he would sit there with me and I would try to like explain what, how he hurt me. And it would all, almost always end him on him, like tearing up a little. And it wasn't until he tear up a little and it wasn't, from a victim space it was from like wow like I understand how I hurt you space but he would tear up a little bit and that was like perfect right I was like oh nice you understand (laughs) (laughs) but in like retrospect it's like this is somebody I love right like why would I ever want to cause that type of sadness just to make sure that he understood I don't know like looking back I'm like wow you know Fear, fear does kind of like sneak in different ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, and because, yeah, again, he describes how, you know, all sorts of negative feelings, the root is fear, whether it's jealousy, whether it's, you know, demanding for someone to be different, mm. unrealistic expectations. Or even making somebody yours, right? Yeah. Like, like 
that's like the the ground level common way of thinking of your partner as your mind yes and and the your mind stems from a fear base because it's that you have to have like ownership they have to have your name on them because otherwise they might stray away or somebody might want to take them or or who knows what may happen but That's how you're going to keep them close and make sure rather than we're both standing here because we want to be standing here as individuals and we're making the choice from moment to moment and day to day. Yes, right? No, totally. And you see that at play. If you start being conscious of that, of that fear of losing someone, you see this at play in like lots of little tiny ways almost every day. Yeah, like this is like this like subtle manipulation that we do to each other where like fears just sneaks in and it's this control right this control of each other like yeah like you said it's it's having this idea of I own you and then I I do believe that that's where the expectations come right Mm -hmm. and and yeah, you you were not a success. And then maybe maybe at the root of it all is losing the person. You know, that's a fear. Totally. So it's like, yeah. oh, you're not that excited. You didn't come out that fast. You don't love me that much. You're probably gonna leave me tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but oh some- man, <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday or not yesterday, but a couple of days ago, we were watching this show and there was like this person who was androgynous, and I was like, oh, I think that androgynous person is very hot and you know I feel like I express my attraction to others like quite freely Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely know that my partner doesn't really like he doesn't you know he doesn't really mention it and I'm sure he could be thinking it but he just doesn't that's just not something that he shares Um, but yeah he was like yeah I think so too and like in that second, it like brought heat to to my body. I was like, "What the fuck?" This is like, and I like, it was just it hit me like it was so funny that like I got this bit of jealousy. I don't know, it was just ridiculous. Like I just felt that it was so ridiculous that my body like instantly reacted with fear. Yes, <laughs> right, wow. and, but, and then. You know, on the outside, I try to, like, cover it up by making jokes and then, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, on the same same topic, the, the author of the book uh, also talks about how we want to change each other, right? Because it goes, mm-hmm. obviously, hand in hand with expectations and obligations. Um. And, and, you know, that fear of losing each other is like, how many times do we sacrifice really who we are or what we want to do because we don't want to disappoint our partner or we don't want to break the illusion or the vision that they have of us because at the core is that we don't want to lose them. And I have watched, I watched it in myself, how there is some times where I do or don't do certain things because of the, you know, at the core, there's that fear of losing them. Mm-hmm. You know, how much of ourselves do we sacrifice in order to be in a relationship? Like you were saying, you know, it's just like, instead of being in the moment, 
And in appreciation of that person still there, we just create all this like ownership and obligations and dynamic, you know, that doesn't really serve us at all. If anything, just paves the way for disappointment and pain. But yeah, I, I've been, I, you know, I think in a lot of our relationship, if not all, we feel like we need to pretend or sacrifice certain aspects of ourselves in order to stay in those relationships. And the author of the book talks about how, you know, if you have a dog, you're not going to expect the dog to be a cat. You're not going to expect the dog to come in and meow. You're not going to expect it to, you know, I don't know, <laughs> purr. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but we do, you know, sit there with our boyfriend or our girlfriend and expect them to do things that are not in their character. You know, maybe going back to my example that I said, you know, I have three different partners and they're all different. And then it'd be like if I expect them all to be positive, happy, go lucky all the time like I am it's just that's just not them and that's probably right. not why I picked them right yeah I picked them because they're unique and they have their own yeah it hurts me when they're not positive or when they're suffering or when they're angry but you know I need to respect that that's them and that's why I picked them probably mm -hmm. but instead you know I'll, I'll be there like dissatisfied because they're not they're not you know fulfilling this or and actually another one that the really has been present for me is we hold on to what somebody was like in the past. Mm, mm -hmm. And this one hurts. And it's almost because you're letting go of, of memories that were really loving and maybe might be like completely true or already mixed with your own imagination. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> we hold on each other to what it used to be like. And it has been happening back and forth with, with my partners in the sense of like wait but you didn't used to be like this like why can you go back to that you know and it's right. like uh at the end of the day it's like well we're changing all the time and it's when we let go of the, those expectations and thinking that we know each other more you know because we hardly know ourselves yeah and, and we keep changing and it, we hear here we like expect them to act how they acted like you know a month ago and it's like it, how important it is to let go of that expect expectation because it like makes you suffer and I and I watch it make me suffer and I watched it make my partner suffer you know like wow you you weren't you did not act like this before he's like yeah well, this is what's happening now uh but yeah especially in a relationship with like there's four of you well technically I mean the number changes right so it's like That changes a lot because mm -hmm. the feelings are always shifting. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I like I have even felt hurt by the changes. <laughs> 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 like I, I'll feel connected to one partner and I really feel for them like if it's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and even though I'm not the one in the relationship with you, I'm upset at you for changing. <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, it, and it is because, like, in part, when things started changing really dramatically, it was like at some point there was like a balance that I really liked and that I felt really comfortable with in your relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And so when that changed, it was like, no, wait, we had gotten to a really good happy medium. <laughs> like, yeah. why, why is it? Why does the boat have to rock again? You know, like we just barely got there and we were there for like 10 minutes. Like, let's <laughs> enjoy it a little more. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny about that balance that, that you're talking about, because I did speaking of, you know, going holding on to something that had happened. Mm. Um, one of my partners was within your shoes, you know, feeling like, you know, I felt like you were doing really good about dividing your time pretty equally, making us all feel pretty like, you know, taken care of. Uh, so he kind of felt like you, right? Like, no, it was it was good. We we're doing good. Mm -hmm. It was probably the most stressful time that I have experienced, meaning it was really nice. I felt really lucky to have all, all, all of them. And it was, there, you know, the newest relationship was pretty new. And they had, like, my two older relationships were kind of just in starting to be in acceptance of the third. And because this was just so, so exciting, then there was so much fear of losing it. So mm -hmm. there was so much stress and so, and so much work went into making it even. Because... And what like I realized that, that was an area where you felt like you really had to sacrifice a part of yourself, no? Yeah, definitely. And it just it it, it was just stressful just to make making sure it you know, talking about what comes from a place of love and what co comes from a place of fear, everything that was happening or not everything, but most that was happening or that balance that looked like a balance outside came mm -hmm. from a place of fear. Mm. Of like, oh shit, I do not want to lose any of them. Let me make sure everybody feels really, really taken care of. And mm -hmm. it just, you know, if if it was if I was with with lover A, I was worried about lover B and thinking of like keeping my eye on lover C, it's just like it was just not. You know, and it was, you know, when I kind of realized I'm like, I, you know, and I remember my our father telling me, he's like, you need to lose the fear of losing them. You need to accept that you might lose them. And I realized from that place, I'm like, yeah, like, and more than ever, I'm like, in any, any aspect of our lives, you know, we need to be okay with like letting it go. Otherwise, it's just kind of like causes the stress. And, and it's, we're telling ourselves that we're not complete without it. Right, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, I love that you brought that up. Because yeah, fear, fear was, was making creating that balance that it looked like and it yeah and it was balanced <laughs> that pretty facade the, the pretty facade yeah it was it was makeup <laughs> yeah right and I could have like posted a bunch of things on Facebook and it could have looked like the perfect like quadruple relationship but I was <laughs> suffering mm -hmm. yeah it was it was too much work and it's now now I'm in the place of I want to I wanna organically allow my energy to flow where it needs to flow at whatever time, you know, and it's, and, I, and I'm still, and it's a work in progress all the time because I still see myself making sacrifices so everybody feels taken care of, but then realizing that when I feel like I'm helping someone by making them feel taken care of, I might not be helping them at all, right? Like maybe almost keeping somebody in their place. I don't know. It almost sometimes I can I can see how I'm trying to manipulate when I'm like, no, 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 I need to keep you happy. So let me give you attention. When maybe if I lose a fear of like, yeah, you might get angry and I'll 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 be okay with the consequences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely 
it de- it definitely takes time to recognize and like we said that's the first step and then yeah choosing love over fear yeah so like let's say what what would your advice be for anyone to start recognizing when their actions or thoughts are coming from a place of fear because i feel like thoughts and actions and way of speaking stemming from a place of fear is like so common that we wouldn't even know how to recognize it you know it would seem like normal so yeah I think uh, I mean a good one I, I would be like for example like the examples we gave right like when we get triggered maybe we start with that because that's the little red flag right like you're upset you're mm-hmm. upset at your partner. And why are why are you upset at your partner? Yeah. Like, where's that really coming from? Yeah. And if it's an expectation, you know, I, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll read you a couple of these ones. If, if it's an expectation, we know that it was fear. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's if it's something with control, we know that it's fear. You know, like I. I mean, expectation and. And. An obligation. I mean, they're they're also tied together, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's anytime we're gonna get angry or jealous or disappointed, mm-hmm. it probably is fear that's taking us there. So it's this dissecting the reasons, right? Like, where where did fear? Is it because I, ex- I I had an expectation for you? Is it because I feel threatened and I feel like I might lose you? Hmm. Yeah, for me, a big one, just recognizing when I'm trying to control something mm-hmm. like that, that's present really often. So if I could catch myself in that, then I can hopefully choose to just like let it go. And then it might show up again 10 seconds later and then I can let it go again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like writing has really helped. In, in recognizing it because then you're like taking it to that other realm of like you know this happened today it triggered me to try to control it in this way and mm-hmm. what's, really, what's really there for me is that like I want more attention or what's really there for me is I'm uh, I'm afraid that I, I don't know it, it just has to go situationally right yeah definitely and yeah it's 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 sound- you know, now that I'm thinking about it, of the examples, is because it happens every day, every day and so <laughs> often, right? It's just like, he didn't take out the trash or he didn't like give, kiss me with that much passion. <laughs> it's just all this, all these like little things, but it's our feelings that are going to tell us. If mm-hmm. it's a positive feeling, you probably are tuned into love. If it's yeah. a negative feeling, you're tuning to fear and there's no way around it. So yeah. let's dissect where the fear was and what you could do different. Maybe it was an expectation and it now it's let's work on not having the expectation, right? And we can catch ourselves. And the thing is, expectations can sometimes get, make us so excited. And when they're met, can almost can sometimes and not all the time, but cannot make us bring us a lot of happiness. Mm-hmm. So we have some positive reinforcement with the, with expectations. So we think it's okay to keep them, right? <laughs> but... And- more than more than not they bring us grief because yeah. we assume that other people are going to think and act like we want them or like we do so is it possible to like you know because we hear a lot about visualizing what we want our life to be like mm-hmm. 
in a way when you're visualizing you're expecting but I think that it, it can be possible to visualize and at the same time like kind of let go of it having to be exactly that way but just to keep yourself in that uh, positive direction while staying open to all the different ways that it could turn out I, I guess it's kind of like you visualize and and you trust that whatever direction you're life does take that it's for the greater good of your lives yes I, I think uh, when you do your sessions the resonance repatterning um, sometimes you know we're working on something specific and I don't know you say like a statement something about like you know but if there's like obstacles in the way I do you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah I think is uh I accept that whatever's not that whatever's not in frequency with my intention emerges for my own growth and transformation. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, meaning, you know, like, are you talking about that one or a different one? Yeah, I think so. I think that one. And yeah, it's it's yeah. If 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 it doesn't come. Like what you what you are attracting, it's coming. And if 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 a step back comes, is because you needed that extra tool, right? Like that extra yeah. strength, that extra armor, whatever it is that that quote unquote setback. Because it was not a setback; it was a it was a reinforcer, right? Like you thought you were strong enough, but no, the you know the trainer told you that you needed another like forty reps, whatever. And you're right. like, well, I was already like walking out of the gym, and he's like, yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna be happy that you got those forty reps, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you win the competition, right? But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the that's what those are. And I like that you brought up the visualization thing because I do the 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 visualization. The most important aspect in visualization is the feeling, right? So you're, mm. let's say you're visualizing a perfect relationship with your partner, let's say with your partner mm-hmm. and you know, you, you, you see, maybe you're even seeing just next week, it's your anniversary and you have this like amazing visualization for it because you, you really want something special. And the, the feeling that you put behind your visualization is what's going to be important. The mm. visualization helps, but at the end of the day, what really attracts things into your existence it's going to be the vibration, which is the feelings. Which okay. Is, so you have your visualization, you're feeling in love, you're feeling taken care of, you're feeling excited. Anniversary comes and, not, and none of it was there, right? Mm-hmm. Little did you know is that later on, or maybe even, maybe you didn't even notice. And maybe you had that, those same feelings happen that day. Because he like surprised you with dinner, but you didn't put two and two together. It came so fast that you didn't realize that your visualization had already manifested, that you mm-hmm. were feeling taken care of, you felt excited, you felt loved and complete. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the I don't know if you've heard of Abraham Hicks. Yeah, amazing talks. It's the they they wrote the book. I think it's called Ask and You Shall Receive. Yeah. Um, and she always says, it's like the fastest way that you can do is to put your desire out there and then like let the universe work it. Like don't even worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's no expectation because you you put, you put set out your intention, 
of fame, love, or whatever. And then you're, you're just so, like you said, the, those magic words, you trust. Mm-hmm. You trust that it's going to happen. And that if it doesn't happen the, in the moment that you want it, it's for the best of it. Because it's going to come stronger, more mature, more whatever. And that's such a powerful word to put in place of when you're finding yourself in fear. I feel like you can let it go. Because you might not be able to go into love from a place of fear. But even though it's the same as trust, but maybe you could go into a place of trust. Yeah. Like you let it go because you just trust. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think this is a great way to wrap it up. And I want to continue with the theme of love versus fear, especially because of the times that we're in with um, the coronavirus. It's such a quintessential time to like kind of go one way or the other, right? Like it's much easier to go into fear state because it's crazy what's happening, you know? Um, And I actually, I want to share an experience that I had the last couple of days about being kind of in a fear state and doing things because I thought that I should versus doing it because I really wanted to and felt inspired to and how short-lived that was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I really love your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing as well. Well, good night. Have a good night.